This is Central Parish Radio Podcast. You're about to listen to Pastor E.A. Odeyemi's ministration on the Word of God. God bless you as you listen. Give him all the glory and all the honor and all adoration. He is worthy of all praises. There is none like our God. Lord, we bless your name. We worship you again today. We exalt the great Adonai. The Lord of the whole universe the creator of the hands of the earth, the lover of our soul, the Holy One of Israel, the same yesterday, today, and forever. The one who was, who is, who will ever be. We appreciate you. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Blessed be your name. In Jesus' mighty name, we have worshipped. This is the last Sunday of the month of November. The almighty God has been exceptionally faithful to every one of us. Why don't you just go ahead and thank him and say, Lord, thank you for all the Sundays that I've enjoyed in this year. And you have brought me to the last Sunday of the month of November. I do not take it for granted, Daddy. I appreciate you for all things. I appreciate you, Lord. Thank you. Thank you, Lord. Blessed, blessed be your name. You now exalted forever, O God. Thank you, Daddy. We honor you. And we exalt your name. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. In Jesus' mighty name, we have worshipped. No stir for love, oh, the Lord never sees his mercy. Yeah. Uh-huh. 
God, we bless your name. Rock of ages, we worship you. The Lord who was, who is, who will ever be, will rejoice in your presence this morning. Accept our thanks and prayers in the name of Jesus. We thank you for every month that you have given to us thus far in this year. We thank you for every Sunday that we have spent in your presence. Father, we give you glory that we are here the last Sunday of the month of November. Accept our thanks and prayers in the name of Jesus. Amen. King of glory, all we have come to do today is to appreciate you. We pray, O oh Lord, that this particular service, even as we have taken control thus far, you will take absolute control till the end in the name of Jesus. Amen. You will remind us some of the things we might have forgotten in the name of Jesus. You will keep us alert. Even before this year is over, you will perform your great wonders in our lives. Thank you, Heavenly Father. In Jesus' mighty name, we have prayed. And everybody will say, Before we finally sit down, we will read our Psalm, Psalm 91, alternately, as usual. Psalm 91, even as we are uh, running up the year um, very soon as we are moving on to yet another month which is the last month of the year we need to continue to put ourselves under his cover I read verse 1 and you follow me to read verse 2 he that dwelleth in the secret place of the most high shall abide under the shadow of the almighty Surely he shall deliver thee from the snare of the fowler and from the noisome pestilence.
Thou shalt not be afraid for the terror by night, nor for the arrow that flight by day. A thousand shall fall at thy side, and ten thousand at thy right hand, but it shall not come nigh thee. Because thou hast made the Lord, which is my refuge, even the most high thy habitation, for he shall give his angels charge over thee to keep thee in all thy ways. Thou shalt tread upon the lion and adder, the young lion and the dragon shall thou trample under feet. He shall call upon me, and I will answer him. I will be with him in trouble. I will deliver him and honor him. Last verse, with long life. Will I satisfy him and show him my salvation? We will read the last verse together while we draw the long. Want to go with love, life? Will I satisfy him and show him my salvation? Tell your neighbor that is your lot in the name of Jesus. And it shall be so in Jesus' name. Shall we have our seats? I want to thank God for every one of us who participated in the Go Fishing program. And I pray the Almighty God will continue to bless all of us in the name of Jesus. I also want to uh, use this opportunity to remind us that the year is running to an end. And there are quite a lot of your dreams and visions that have not come to pass. And I want to encourage you not to give up. I want you to hold on to the living God because he has not forgotten you. That's the reason why all I want to do this morning is just an exhortation from Psalm 90. Psalm 90, I read verse 12, and I read verse, um, uh, verse 17. Verse 12 and verse 17. So teach us to number our days that we may apply our hearts unto wisdom and verse 17 says and let the beauty of the Lord our God be upon us and that's going to be the testimony of someone and establish down the work of our hands upon us yea the work of our hands establish thou it Another translation of the Bible says, teach us to realize the brevity of life so that we may grow in wisdom. And verse 17 of that same translation says, and may the Lord our God show us his approval and make our efforts successful. Yes, make our efforts successful. This particular uh, psalm of the Bible was a song that was crafted by Moses as a reflection 
of what Israel had experienced in the past 40 years of their existence. This song is always called the Song of Moses, the Psalm of Moses. He wrote this psalm as Israel came out of the wilderness experience. Behind them was the wilderness, and ahead of them was the promised land. And may I tell someone who is here today, behind you was the wilderness. Whatever had not worked is already in the past. Whatever is in front is your promised land. The Lord will bring you to your promised land. The past, the past, of the, uh, the past 40 years for Israel was full of battles, all kinds of sufferings, attacks from adversaries, attacks from serpents. It was full of fear. It was full of deaths here and there. In fact, for a lot of them who died in the wilderness, it was full of hopelessness as they wander here and there. The past few years in Nigeria could, have, could be described as the wilderness of Nigeria. It has not been the best of time for us. Time and again, the more I reflect upon the past few years in Nigeria, all I could say is that we've never had it as bad as this. But that is our past. It is our past. For Israel, there were quite a lot of regrets as a result of their disobedience. And that particular generation could be described as um, a wasted generation. They wandered through the wilderness until they were all killed. And it remained their children who were 20 years and above, uh, 20 years and below when they were uh, when they sinned against God. But do you know, in all this, as I thought about the children of Israel, I also discovered that in those 40 years, God was there. Those past 40 years was filled with the presence of God. Because the Bible tells us in Numbers chapter 14, verse 14, Numbers chapter 14, verse 14, when Moses was pleading and was interceding on behalf of Israel, he said, and they will tell it to the inhabitants of this land, for they have heard that thou, Lord, art among these people, you are among them, that thou, Lord, art seen face to face, and that thy cloud standeth up over them, and that thou goest before them, by daytime, in a pillar of a cloud, and in a pillar of fire by night. For 40 years, God was there with them. All kinds of devastations were coming upon their lives. All kinds of, of threats, of sufferings, of attacks. And yet, God was there. It's a good thing. It doesn't matter what is happening around you. As far as God is still around and God is still around you and is supporting you, it means the enemy will not overcome you. It means at the end of the day, you will laugh over your enemies. All those 
nations that devastated Israel. By today, they are no more a people. But Israel is still a people. Because God was with them and God is still with them. So I have a good news for you. Don't lose hope. Tell your neighbor, don't lose hope. Please say it very well. Nehemiah chapter 9 verse 12 says, Nehemiah 9 12. Moreover, thou leadest them in the day by a cloudy pillar and in the night by a pillar of fire to give them light in the way we are in the should go. God was with them by the, blood, uh, by the cloudy pillar in the day and by the pillar of fire. It was there in the night. Every moment of their life, he never left them alone. He did not reject them and hand them over finally to the adversary. Weeping may endure for the night, but joy cometh in the morning. The past 11 months, for many of us, have been time of weeping. There have been all kinds of, of situations that we have, we, have, um, we have passed through, that we have found ourselves. There have been times when we have asked all kinds of questions from God. But the beautiful thing about it all was that in it all, God had always been there with us. If God had forsaken us for a second, it would have been a different story. In fact, I can tell you categorically, your enemy is watching for that second when he will leave you alone. If God had left you alone for one second, all the enemy needs is only one second to finish you. He doesn't need two seconds. But God has not allowed him to have his way. And he will never have his way. He will never have his way. Because he's always with us. He had always been with us. He will always be with us. So in this particular psalm, Moses reflected about all that they have gone through. And as he came out of the wilderness and he was looking at the promised uh, promise, uh, land ahead, which he would not enter into, and God has told him, you will only sit with your eyes, but you won't enter there, but I will show it to you. He crafted this particular song. And in that verse that we have read, say, teach us number our days so that we may apply our hearts unto wisdom. That verse 12. There are one or two things I would just want to remind you before we pray today. Just as you prepare for the last month of the year, the first question is, why must God teach us to number our days? Why must he teach us to number our days. Because from time to time, we must ask ourselves requisite questions about life. Most importantly, about every year. Take for example, within this year now, you have spent 334 days. 334 days. And you still have about 32 more days. So go. It's important to number days. You do not know how many years more you have to live, but at least you know there are 32 more days to go in this year. 
Therefore, every good thing that you have to do to make this year worthwhile, you must do it. When you think about the fact that three, more than 330 days had passed in this year, and you look at all the things you ought to have done and you have not done, you might despair. You might be discouraged. But when you look at the other side of it, oh, there are still more than 30 days. I should be able to do something that I've not done. Then you can pick up courage. So you still have more than 30 days. Apply all your heart to these 30 days that remain, these 32 days, and ensure that you do all you can do to accomplish all that God wants you to accomplish in it. It also helps you to ask some important question like, where am I going? Where have I come from? Because we need to put our lives in perspective every day of our life. Where am I going? Where am I going is much more beyond this particular year. It is to put my life in perspective and to ask that great question about how I want to end my life. How I, want my, how I want to be remembered when I have passed through this particular life. This will help you to ensure that every single day counts. Make every single day counts. I also discovered that the more I reflect about this question or this particular passage, teach us to number our days. The more I discover that life is lived in seasons and I wanted to say that after me life is lived in seasons please say it very well I have discovered that within these few years I've spent in life as I look at people's life and the people that I've interacted with here and there I discover that some people have allowed one season to destroy a coming season you must always bear it in mind, life is lived in seasons. Don't allow your raining season to destroy your dry season. You must always bear it in mind, seasons come and go. Seasons are never permanent. When you are passing through raining season, when everything is green, when everything looks beautiful, when it seems as if you are the only one in charge, and everyone is under you. you must always bear it in mind that the dry season will also come. There was a time I heard of a certain pastor. I don't want to describe him too much so that you won't begin to think of who he was. Who was so powerful. And he was just a provincial pastor. That anybody that enters his office must, must bow down. Even his assistant must all sit down. I had to call him and said, my brother, <laughs> life is lived in seasons. You must always bear it in mind. One day, as a senior pastor, you will grow old, you will retire. Those same people cannot sit down when they come to your office. One day is coming, when you knock, they will ask you to go and sit outside. Life is lived in seasons. 
It's always essential that we remember that from time to time. You're a big man today, you'll be a retired man tomorrow. A big woman today, you will retire tomorrow. Life is lived in seasons. Don't spend, don't allow your raining day. The time when things are, when you are prospering, destroy your dry season. Ecclesiastes chapter 3 verse 1. Ecclesiastes 3 1 says, To everything there is a season. Is that in your Bible? I want all of us to read it together. One, two, go. I know you didn't open it, so that's, that's why I asked you to read this. Okay, we are, read, we are going to read it together. One, two, go. For everything there is a season and a time to every purpose under the heaven. Whenever you are in a certain situation, a certain position, you must always sing it to yourself. This is a season. What am I going to do with this season? What good am I going to accomplish with this season? There was a sister who came to me one day and said when she was in, um, I think she was um, maybe the final year in the university and the mother couldn't pay her school fees. The mother approached our office and we asked them some money to be released to her. I didn't know them from anywhere. By the grace of God, this sister finished school. She got married to a pastor. So she came around and said, do you remember what you did here? And I said, I can't remember. How many will I remember? But that was a season in my life. I was in that office by that time, and I could accomplish that. I can't accomplish the same thing in that same office today because I am no more there. I'm in a different place. Life is lived in season. Wherever you are, always remember that there's something you can do to benefit someone else. Don't be so close in that you don't spend your seasons to benefit other people. The other aspect of um, this particular story or this exhortation Solomon said, teach us to number our days that we may apply our heart to wisdom. We normally define wisdom as a beneficial application of knowledge. Beneficial application of knowledge. And knowledge is obtained from different directions. Our life is filled with all kinds of information and knowledge that we have packed into our life. And some that have been impacted onto us by tradition and our culture, some that we have obtained from school, some from friends, some from workplace, and today from the social media, a lot of knowledge that have been packed into our life. And not all this benefits our lives. And this is where wisdom comes from, the ability to be able to sift between those kind of knowledge that will benefit your life and those that will not benefit your life and concentrate on the ones that will benefit your life. I've discovered that today, if you don't apply your heart to wisdom, you will spend more time on the knowledge that will not benefit your life. You will spend more time sifting through information that are 
not essential to your success. But the, 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 I mean, Solomon is saying to us here, teach us to understand how to number our days so that I will know exactly how to apply my heart to wisdom, to measure my life on every single day, to ensure that the kind of knowledge that comes to my life will benefit me. And I can say categorically, no to anything that will not benefit my life. To be able to say, oh God, with your help, I will ensure that I don't disappoint you as I go through life. To be able to learn from what I see from the lives of other people so that I don't have a terrible experience myself before I learn my lesson. Israel, God gave them the opportunity to learn from other people's experience, but they didn't learn. He gave them experience to learn from the Egyptians. When he punished Egyptians, when he drowned their army, when he reduced them to nothing, God wanted them to learn from it, but they didn't learn. And I have discovered, if you don't learn from the experience of others, you will end up learning from your own experience. And learning from your own experience can be very painful several times. And finally, the Lord shared with us a story, a story that I believe will help everyone. He said his father knows how to flog people to flog the children. So there was a day when his elder brother offended the father. The father asked him to remove his, his dress and the old man gave him only two lashes. Only two. By the time the lashes have landed behind this very hefty person, he was crying like a baby. Because within seconds, the whole place was covered with blood. He said when he saw that, as a small boy, he made up his mind, I will never allow this man to beat me. So before he would say, hey dog, he would say, yes sir. He learned from the experience of his elder brother so that he, won't have, he will not have to learn from his, his own experience. Several of us, we don't learn from the experience of other people. We just assume that it happened to them, it cannot happen to us. Tell your neighbor, you better learn from others. Please say it very well. And the best way to learn, even as we are running up this year, is to learn from the word of God. As you read through the Bible, apply it to your life. So that the last 30 something days of the year can still bring the best for you. Deuteronomy 32. From verse 46, Deuteronomy 32 from 46 says, And he said unto them, Set your hearts unto all the words which I testify among you this day, which ye shall command your children to observe to do all the words of this law. For it is not a vain thing for you, because it is your life. And through this thing, you shall prolong your days in the land. Whither you go over Jordan to possess it. The word of God. He said it is your life. This word is your life. 
It is only by it you will prolong your days. You will prolong your relevance. You will prolong your productivity on earth only by the word. So apart from learning from others, ultimately and most importantly, God wants us to learn from his word. As we apply our hearts unto the word of God, we prolong our lives, not only just prolong our lives, there are people who live and they don't live any good life. But there are people who live, it doesn't matter how long they live, their life is, re is relevant. You can prolong your days and prolong your relevance, which is exactly what God wants to happen in your life. God said, if you apply your hearts to these words, you will prolong your days. And then he says, it is not a vain thing. It is your very life. So Jesus now said, in Matthew chapter 4 verse 4, Matthew chapter 4 verse 4, Jesus said, man shall not live by bread alone, but by what? By every word that proceeded out of the mouth of God. So as we round up the year, as we are looking forward for the last month of this year, you must know that if you approach this December by the word of God, by his promises, by his precepts, by his commands, by his injunctions, if you restrain your life from what God said you shouldn't do, if you do those things that he asks you to do, if you commit the word of God to your life and to your ways, you will suddenly discover that the word of God can direct your path. You will also discover one other thing before I pray with us this morning. We will also discover one of the things that God can do as you commit your way unto him and as you allow his word to lead you. In Romans chapter 9, verse 15 to 16. Romans chapter 9, verse 15 to 16. He said unto Moses, I will have mercy on whom I will have mercy. And I will have compassion on whom I will have compassion. So then, it is not of him that willeth, nor of him that runneth, but of God that showeth mercy. As we go into the last month of the year, your prayer in the next one month should be, Lord, please show me mercy. Eleven months had come and gone. There are several things I ought to have accomplished that I have not accomplished. There are all kinds of mistakes that I have made in the past 11 months. But Lord, I still have a whole month to go. I need mercy. Show me mercy. There are several efforts that I have made that have not yielded results. There are several attempts that I've made that have failed. There are several proposals that I've submitted that I've not seen the light of day. Please, Lord, I still have one month to go. Show me mercy. Bow down your ears. Let's pray together. It is not of him that willeth, or of him that runneth, 
Spirit of God has showed mercy. Just thank him and appreciate him that he has decided to show you mercy. Thank him that as you are thinking of the last month of the year, there are still several opportunities that the Almighty God will bring your way. Several opportunities. And that within this last month, you will see mercy working for you every single day. Just thank you for that. And pray that prayer into your life. Lord, show me mercy. Every single day of this year, show me mercy. You are the one who has kept me for all the Sundays of the year 2021. I am coming out of this wilderness. I am confronting the promised land of my life. This next 32 days, let them be days of mercy. Show me mercy. You have said in your word, you have mercy upon whom you have mercy. We have compassion upon whom you have compassion. That may be one of them. That may be one of them. Let my efforts produce results. Even as I confront the last month of the year, let my efforts produce results. Show me mercy. Jesus, show me mercy, Lord. Thank you, my father. I bless your name. Shall we rise on our feet? Be lifted up. Oh, be lifted up. Oh.
You have at least 30 days of great opportunities, 30 days of success, 30 days of progress. I want you to prophesy to every single day of the next month. Begin to prophesy. Tell the Almighty God what you want Him to do for you in this next one month. Tell him what you want him to do in your life. The God of mercy himself. The, the one who has said, we should apply our hearts unto wisdom. And part of that wisdom is to ask for his divine assistance in form of mercy. Lord, I have discovered the way of a man is not in himself. I need your hand upon my life all the way. I need mercy. That what I have not accomplished in the last one of the 11 months, this one month will deliver to my life. I need mercy. I need mercy that we arrange my path, you will arrange my steps in this last one month. Yes, Lord, you will channel my cause yourself, you will direct my steps yourself. In this last one month, that you will show to me it is not too late for you to help me. It is not too late. It's not too late. That all these your children who are calling upon you at this time, you will show to them it's not too, too late for help to come from on high. It's not too late. In every direction. Daddy, thank you because it is not too late. You will help us. You will help us. Thank you, Heavenly Father. Blessed be your name. In Jesus' mighty name, we pray. I just had this lady that I should tell you this story. I know we're, our time is fast went already. Daddy shared with us um, this story when we were the very um, the, the, the first congress that we held on the campground. Some of us will remember that congress when they cleared the whole of that um, new ar the arena that we have, that we call the whole auditorium now. It was a beer land. When they cleared that land, which was where we had the congress for about one or two years before we, we covered your place. 
And he told us, he said, when he became the Jerobasir, that they brought a proposal to the church to buy somewhere for camp ground. And the asking price was 400 naira. 400 naira. He said for one hour or two hours, himself and the then assistant Jerobasir and the general treasurer, they put us together. How are they going to raise 400 naira? They discussed for two hours, they couldn't raise 400 naira. Say 20 years later, the same church that couldn't raise 400 naira is planning a program for only three days. And the budget is 400 million. The same church. One of the lessons I've learned about life, when Moses preached this prayer, teach us to number our days, is that today will not be like tomorrow. That's one of the lessons I've learned about life. The people that are powerful today will become weak tomorrow. You that is weak today, you become powerful tomorrow. You have not reached your bus stop yet. Just go ahead and give glory to God. I appreciate him because the Lord is moving you forward. The Lord is moving you forward. And you will reach your destination. Father, we appreciate you this morning. We honor you because we know that we have not reached our bus stop. We know without any doubt that you are taking us somewhere. We, when we look back at the wilderness, we saw a lot of discouragement and disappointments. But when we look back to the promised land of our future, we know you are still involved with our lives. Accept our thanks and praise in the name of Jesus. Amen. Father, all we are asking for, even for the next one month, is that your presence will go with us. Amen. More than ever before, let your presence be with us. Amen. My father, we're asking for mercy. That dose of mercy that is greater than what we have ever experienced. That mercy that opens doors that have been shut for others. That mercy, that divine assistance, the kind that we have never enjoyed. Father, as we step into the last month of the year, release upon us in the name of Jesus. You are the one who has said in your word, and you have said it to us as individuals and as a church. And we have mercy upon who have had mercy. And we have compassion upon who have compassion. Lord, I pray for everyone who is a member of this parish, show us mercy. Father, show us mercy. We pray by the time this year is, 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 is over. We will be able to look back and we'll be able to say, I never knew God can do this for me. Let that be our testimony. Thank you, Heavenly Father. As many of us who have not been learning enough lessons from other people's experience and we have been falling and rising, learning ugly lessons from our own life, I pray, Lord, you will help us to stand right from now in the name of Jesus. 
I pray, O oh Lord, every painful experience that we have been having before, you will put an end to them. Amen. And Lord, our life will be a great testimony. Amen. Thank you, precious Father. Blessed be your name. In Jesus' mighty name, we are prayed. Let somebody say a better amen. Thank you for listening to Central Parish Radio Podcast. Please subscribe to receive notification of new episodes.